The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. It's uh, seven minutes after eight. And thank you so much for staying with us if you've been with us since uh, earlier this morning. And if you've just tuned in, welcome to the show. It's the Forum at eight right now. And today we are remembering Joe Slovo. It uh, marks uh, today exactly marks the 21st anniversary of the death of the anti-apartheid activist. He was an SACP stalwart, um, steadfast member of uh, that particular party and also um, many other titles that he held throughout his life. So this morning, um, together with our guest here uh, from the South African Communist Party, Deputy General Secretary, Mr. Solima Paila, we'll be telling the story of Joe Slovo. And of course, if you have any uh, stories, any anecdotes that you would like to share with us, the lines are open 891 SMS us on 34701, tweet or Facebook AM Live on SAFM. But before we get into that, uh, we're just going to play you a clip just to walk us down memory lane and uh, remind us of the man who was Joe Slovo. Comrades, when we left the country 30 years ago, we left the people who were angry but weak. The rope of oppression which bound the people for 300 years was then longer than ever. But you have shown that there is no rope which is long enough to bind the people who refuse to submit. Sooner or later, that rope must be cut. And that is the meaning of what an African slave once said. He said, Time is longer than rope. And the time to free ourselves of this rope has come. There must be no mistake about it. It must be understood that the time is now. We used to dream of freedom in our lifetime. That dream is over. We have woken up from our sleep. We want freedom now. We are not prepared to wait for a lifetime. It may be possible to imagine an end to the climate of violence which has plagued our land for over 350 years. But friends, before we get too excited, there are one or two things we must not forget. It is not enough that the clerk means what he says. The future does not depend only on one man and the small group around him. Those in our country who are creating the Bura armies, those in the police who pull the trigger, they are not in the cabinet. 
It is they who intimidate our people. It is they who prevent normal political life and who treat black life just like black labor as cheap. And that was the voice of uh, Joe Slover addressing um, a rally in FNB Stadium in Soweto in 1990. And um, it was at a time, of course, when F.W. de Klerk's administration was negotiating with uh, political uh, leaders for a democratic uh, transition to uh, the new South Africa. And as indicated earlier, Mr. Soli Mapaila uh, from the SACP joins me here in studio. Good morning and thanks for coming through. Yeah, thank you, uh, Sakin, and also good morning to our listeners. Joe Slovo, a man who was sternly committed to the liberation struggle and a better life for all. And today we're marking 21 years since his death. Yeah, it, um, it's a long period. Um, but obviously, Slovo is never away from us. Um, as we can see, hear his voice, He's actually like still alive. Uh, his ideas, of course, uh, are still uh, very much alive. Um, he gave so much to our country. Uh, he committed himself uh, to the liberation of uh, the majority of our people. Uh, he led the struggle from the front lines. Um, was a deep intellectual of our movement, both in the Communist Party and the ANC, and also in Umkonto Sizwe. He, together with uh, President Nelson Mandela, were the founder members of Umkonto Sizwe. In fact, um, when uh, Umkonto Sizwe was established as a joint decision of both the SACP and the ANC, they established uh, a six-team. The SACP gave uh, Slovo, uh, Govan Beggy, uh, Raymond Mklaba, and the ANC, Nelson Mandela, Sisulu and uh, and Rumlangen, and this will constitute the first Umkonto uh, High Command. So many years later, he will be the sole member of the original High Command available to lead Umkonto when the rest were in Robben Island. And he did that with uh, outstanding character and courage. He led the, the combatants uh, in the offensive against the apartheid regime. But also much more critical is that uh, Slovo uh, analyzed the conditions of the working people in this country continuously. That is why even in his uh, speech you could uh, hear when he spoke about uh, the cheap uh, black labor and how apartheid government also made uh, black life cheap. Um, you always analyze that uh, from that particular perspective. And he wrote extensively. He was, uh, as you know, a lawyer by profession but a guerrilla fighter as well, a communist intellectual, a liberation hero, um, an internationalist as well. Um, He came in this country at a tender age of 10 uh, after he left uh, Obele in Lithuania, uh, his home country, uh, to settle here with his father. And of course, he will make uh, this country his own. He will only go back to his original country for the first time after 45 years. But he, he was an outstanding uh, revolutionary that uh, South Africans should uh, learn much about his example and seek to emulate. And he, of course, came from a working class family. And, um, you know, when he went to work, as you indicated, one of the first things uh, that wa- stands out is that he got involved 
with union activity. And, you know, because that obviously was very important to him, uh, workers, worker conditions. Yes, the, the union activity is one of the primary tasks of uh, all communists to organize workers because the transformation of uh, society, the change of society that we require will primarily uh, take place at the shop floor um, because the shop floor is where exploitation of workers is born. That's where oppression of people is, uh, actually is born, it's originated. So that is why all communists have... Uh, a link uh, that uh, cannot be breakable with the workers. Mm. So it's not a question of personalities. We love that and that uh, trade unionist or not. It's our mission to liberate workers primarily from the point of view of uh, production where uh, the origin of uh, inequality and classes takes place where the oppressor who's the the, the boss, for instance, uh, particularly the owner of the, of the factory, emerges as superior to the other human being, uh, even later on when they don't even uh, dispose themselves of labor, the one that disposes uh, themselves of their labor are, are then the oppressed. So that's our fundamental task uh, of our revolutionary communist struggle, uh, to free the workers uh, from that uh, oppression and exploitation. Um, that is why Slovo, like all other communists, will be much more involved with that task uh, the work of building trade unions. You will know that the Communist Party was the pioneer organization that built progressive trade union movement in this country um, from uh, the ICU uh, at the time, although later on uh, some elements in the, uh, the demagogues in the ICU, including Clement Gadali, uh, tried to chase out communists and the ICU collapsed. So it's always a, a problem because they thought that uh, uh, workers' power uh, is just about the numbers without understanding the ideology of exploitation which communists brings to the trade union movement. So Slovo played that particular important role. In fact, um, one of his uh, seminal roles uh, or, or works was a, a piece he wrote um, in, in, in around 1988, uh, The South African Working Class and the National Democratic Revolution, where he was explaining in simpler terms the role of workers uh, in national liberation struggle and the role of uh, national liberation in the struggle for socialism uh, actually indicating to workers that whatever we may uh, get uh, quite soon which will with what we, we with the communist party characterizes the democratic breakthrough of 1994 uh, would not necessarily mean the end of exploitation for workers but what it will uh, accord is for workers an opportunity to practice democracy, uh, to begin to, to, to learn to understand what is uh, the value of democratic decision-making and to experience that, and perhaps uh, to embrace democracy and deepen it uh, to an extent that they can actually take democracy to the workplace and free themselves from all vestiges of uh, capitalist exploitation. So we had never thought um, 1994 was the end of it. In fact, uh, 1984, uh, 1994 comes, uh, the SACP comes with, uh, also with much influence of Slovo as well, with its uh, strategic perspective, um, but also uh, an African communist uh, that said, Aluta continue, meaning that the struggle continues.
So the struggle continues until workers free themselves from capitalist bondages and exploitation. This is what Slovo stood for. And of course, uh, how did Slovo, you know, come to the Communist Party? I mean, uh, uh, how did that happen? Well, when he, he arrived in South Africa as a as a young man, um, he got into contact with um, many people. His father uh, was a shopkeeper, um, used to, to send him around, but also have discussions with uh, some of the leading uh, communist members, uh, some in the Congress of Democrats, uh, they were having a lot and lot of discussions. So he gets influenced by progressive ideas. But then he joins the the army to go and fight in the Second World War. And on his return from the Second World War, when he went to, to, to the Second World War, he was not as yet uh, educated, not a professional as such, um, he was still a typical working-class uh, white boy. Um, after the Second World War, uh, all white people uh, were given special privileges who came from the war. Uh, for instance, they were given the right to go to university, to go and study. Some were given farms and so forth. On the contrary, black people, some of them were just given a bicycle for mm. all their efforts in the, in the war. So Slovo took the opportunity to go and complete his uh, studies at Vets University. In fact, at that time, um, they were given special uh, exemption to qualify for university studies. He didn't even have metric at the time. Uh, that's what I wanted to ask you because I was looking, I was reading through and I'm like, I'm stopping at standard six and I can't find anything beyond standard six. And then the next place he pops up is at Vets University. Yeah. So when did that happen? It was the exemption granted by, ah. by, by the government at the time, but for white people. Okay. So he went there to, to university. That's when he studies law. And um, he will then meet uh, people like uh, President Mandela uh, and other African revolutionaries uh, at the time. Some didn't agree with, uh, for instance, Robert Sobukwe and so forth. Um, and uh, Slovo then embraces uh, justice uh, through the law, but then appreciate more the revolution. And I think the experience of the Second World War shows him what needs to change. And he commits himself fully to that particular process. Well, you know, very interesting because you, you would have thought that, you know, there in because as I was reading that, I thought, yeah, you know, this is where that awakening happens. Yeah. Um, because uh, clearly when you see how people were treated, talking about these exemptions and what people actually, uh, how people benefited um, post the war, it, it, it was really quite stark um, for blacks as opposed to whites. But then he wasn't only just, you know, this political figure who was only concerned with uh, what's going on in the world around him. He was also a father, father to three sons. He was a husband. Yes, of course, um, <clears throat> a very dedicated father uh, and husband. Three daughters. Why am I saying sons? Three daughters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Slovo was a family man uh, par excellence. In fact, if you read um, the writings of uh, his children, for instance, they talk about uh, a lot of uh, dedication, uh, the space, the time that he, he gave to them, um, even the time that he gave uh, initially uh, to Ruth First, who was his first wife, and was also in the in the party and the Congress of Democrats. Um, but uh, beyond that, being a, a, your typical family man, was very humorous guy to have around, uh, 
comrades will, will spend a lot of time with him will tell you that uh, actually um, there was no dull moment around him. Uh, it was a, a very man full of jokes and so forth. I think uh, 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 our comics here today will, will, will take a serious knock from uh, a, a slovo you could <laughs> not purchase. <laughs> but uh, the same way, the sarcasm that he also took into politics uh, when he engaged uh, uh, robustly um, with uh, anyone he differed with, including the, 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 his opponents, uh, particularly the apartheid government, you'll know that uh, Slovo will be also become one of the main apartheid uh, enemy. Mm. Um, in fact, uh, so much that he, he had such an, an, an aura that uh, amongst the black people, uh, we even thought that uh, he was a black man. In fact, um, some people even used to believe that uh, uh, he venerated uh, certain things like uh, black people do. Uh, uh, there's an anecdote uh, of one of our comrades who was uh, when uh, tortured. Had to, the the police were asking him, uh, Ben Martins. They said to him, "Hey, but tell us, this slovo is tagazelo sakuban." This was one of the black <laughs> policemen who was mm. torturing him at the time because they believed that uh, Slovo was a black man. Like, of course, the uh, youth in the township, in the villages, uh, we used to sing about him as if he's a black man. And many people were actually shocked that uh, Slovo was white because he was right there at the front line. But also, most of our comrades um, who were arrested during the apartheid period, when they were tortured, one of the first things, particularly if they were combatants of Umkonto Sizwe, the apartheid regime always wanted to know where is Slovo? When did you last see him? Mm. All that kind of a thing. Because they feared him. They know he was the most influential military man after Mandela. Uh, and when President Mandela was in jail, um, he added MK as its uh, chief of operations, later on as chief of staff. Um, and also commanded the special operations unit, uh, which hit uh, the most important installations of the apartheid government. Uh, for instance, the Kubek uh, nuclear uh, plant in, in, in Cape Town, um, the Fort Tracker Wuchte, which was the apartheid uh, military headquarters of the apartheid regime, in a process that was an uh, operation that was led by Comrade Banim Lukwani. It was directed uh, by Slovo the attacks on Sasolbeck, which were specially designed uh, government projects uh, to mitigate the sanctions against South Africa. So they hit that. So he he, he made them aware that uh, he could reach them. But despite that, any other time when he will retreat back to um, Maputo or Lusaka or Angola, which were his main frontline bases, or even London, Mm. Uh, he always find time to spend with his family. He was a tr truly uh, family man, um, and that is why um, we in the Communist Party also take this opportunity to to thank the family for the time they allowed him to be with us uh, to to contribute to our liberation struggle. And I think often we we, we tend to overlook, you know, the the struggle that the families had to go through along with the heroes, uh, you know, that we um, basically uphold. But then in Maputo, in Mozambique, tragedy struck, um, uh, for, you know, for the Slovo family when uh, Ruth first was killed. Yeah, a, bad, a very bad experience. Um, Comrade Rob Davis was working with um, 
uh, uh, Comrade Ruth first. In fact, um, Rob Davis was one of the first persons to to enter the the room after the um, the letter bomb exploded, uh, killing uh, Comrade Ruth first. It was a clearly uh, targeted attack on on Slovo. Despite the fact that Ruth first, uh, in her own right, was an outstanding revolutionary and activist, but uh, clearly uh, they wanted to to, to inflict uh, a huge pain on Slovo the person. Um, and I think after that, uh, President O.R. Uh, took strategic decisions to also withdraw Slovo from the front line because I think um, it's quite evident that um, after that also Slovo got too much consumed in the military uh, uh, struggle component of things. And um, President O.R. felt that perhaps uh, he was overindulging himself in that regard, and they they recalled him. Um, But I think uh, quite clearly the attack on the family has always been a a strategy of the apartheid government. All all, uh, oppressive regimes uh, across the world, they attack individuals and then they go for their families and so forth in order to weaken them. But in this case, they could never weaken the resolve of such an outstanding revolutionary like Slov. It was highly principled. Mm. And that's the band we're talking about this morning. It is uh, the 6th of uh, January and uh, we obviously commemorating uh, the anniversary, the 21st anniversary of the death of uh, Conrad Joe Slovo. So taking your calls, uh, the lines are open 891 We are in conversation with the Deputy General Secretary of the South African Communist Party, Mr. Soli Mapaila, telling the story of uh, Joe Slovo. And many questions coming through um, and uh, many of you talking talking about sunset clauses and what Joe Slova would have done today, his commitment to housing and so many other issues that you are also uh, raising. So we'll definitely get to those after the news break. But in the meantime, um, uh, another issue that uh, seems to have landed and uh, caught many people's attention is that of the exemption that was granted. And, and, and some of you asking how many white people then were granted exemptions by the apartheid uh, uh, government in order for them to go and study and get degrees and the like. This morning um, we are talking about Joe Slovo. Uh, it's the 21st anniversary of his death today and uh, we're in conversation with the second Deputy General Secretary of the SACP, Mr. Solima Paila. And uh, so many questions coming through but the lines are open uh, 891 But let me start with some uh, comments from our Facebook page. Sviso uh, Khatebe says he was a visionary, straightforward leader of note, a real communist, a comrade, a fighter, an intellectual, and he must be turning in his grave uh, looking at the state of the current toothless SACP of Comrade Soli and Comrade Blade who sold their souls to the struggle. Uh, Tseps Mutsumi says he is a white man who fought for black people against the apartheid injustices and wish uh, that all other white races in this country can learn from him. Enka Kutsia says rest in peace and uh, things are very wrong in South Africa. SACP is in the graveyard and you with you and Chris Harney uh, these days it's only slogans and nothing else Mulaudzi Gottfried uh, says only white men who will never 
call black people monkeys as uh, Joe Slovo. And then there are a few others as well from the other um, uh, platforms. Uh, Chris Maxson says, please ask uh, Solly, Joe Slovo was passionate about uh, uh, housing. Today, houses for the working class is a luxury that people cannot afford. Has the party raised the issue of access to housing for workers as an exploitative tool? And then this one here from, um, I can't move this thing away, but anyway, that minister says, um, is he the same white guy who came up with the sunset clause? He is not my hero. Our people are living in poverty because of that. And then uh, this one from hashtag monkeys must fall says, uh, do you think that uh, Slovo would regret having suggested the sunset clauses during Codessa, uh, given the current economic plight of the majority. And Jacques Cupidor says, Joe Slova remains one of the best intellectuals of our liberation struggle and will always be an icon. And uh, that's from Jacques. So quite a few things uh, being raised there in the order in which you prefer. Yeah, no, thanks. Firstly, <clears throat> the, the accusation about the SACP completely unfounded. In fact, on record, um, even on practice, there's no political party in this country that has more practical party campaigns than the SACP. And this we say not to, to boast or, or anything, uh, but even our alliance partners are aware about this. No other. All of them combine the opposition parties, the alliance components. They don't have as many campaigns as we have as the South African Communist Party. We have, uh, just to give an example, we have uh, led campaigns for health, for instance, public health, which led to the National Health Insurance uh, 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 Program now that government is uh, rolling out. Long before the ANC even adopted it as uh, its resolution in Pulogwane, the SACP had campaigned for it. Uh, we had campaigned for public transport for the poor. Uh, we have campaigned for land to the people. We have campaigned for education. We have campaigned against corruption. We have campaigned for transformation of the financial sector, for financial services to our people. So all in all, this accusation are uh, uh, baseless. In fact, uh, of those people, they just, just want to say something bad about the SACP. And I think that, uh, if anything, Joe Slovo will be extremely... Uh, happy by the turn of the events of the SACP, particularly under the leadership of uh, Comrade Bladen Zimande, who led the party and grew it into a mass movement, uh, able to run campaigns, not just uh, able to articulate theories, but able to go and transform communities in villages uh, and, and so forth. We led even the campaigns on housing, for instance. Uh, Chris Megzen uh, asked that particular point. You remember, for instance, um, our comrade in uh, Deep Slot who, who led a campaign on uh, housing in Lenasia, for instance. Uh, there was no organization that was there before when uh, the people were evicted. It was a Communist Party first that came to the, to, to the area to defend those, to those people and to demand uh, better housing uh, for our people. So in terms of campaigns and programs, the SACP continues to focus itself uh, uh, on real issues that are affecting the people. Obviously, we don't have uh, a socialist South Africa. We still have um, a capitalist South Africa. 70% of our economy is in private hands, uh, mainly in capitalist uh, economies. Um, the progressive government led by the African National Congress 
uh, it's only controlling 30% of the economy. And out of that 30%, it has made tremendous uh, achievements, uh, whether in building people houses, they may not be the ideal uh, kind of house. We have a huge backlog. Uh, when Slovo was Minister of Housing, there was about 3.5 million uh, or 3.6 million housing backlog in the country. This current government has built more than 4 million houses for the poor. There's still a backlog of over 3 million houses. So it's uh, it's easy for someone to just throw the uh, uh, mud but not look at the progress. We've made tremendous progress. We've built thousands of schools, thousands of clinics, uh, huge infrastructure across the country, social services to the people and so forth. All of these are not minor things. And some of them, uh, the Communist Party, and if, even through the alliance, have championed and campaigned for them. So we're not worried about uh, some of those people who just want to attack the Communist Party for the sake of it. In any case, uh, there have been many anti-communists uh, in, in, in this country, including some from inside uh, our own movement, but also even those even during the apartheid period who never liked communists. The apartheid government itself made communism its uh, arch enemy. We were the first organization to be banned by the apartheid regime through the Suppression of Communism Act, and they make the point that all the time they indoctrinated the people against the concept of communism, so much that uh, it has been bastardized, uh, vilified, and so forth. But all we can tell people about communism is that it's the end of all forms of human exploitation by another human being. And we think that uh, we are right on this course and we have the support of the majority. That's why we are the fastest growing communist party on the African continent and among the biggest in the world. And here in South Africa, the second biggest political party after the African National Congress. That is not uh, by mistake. It's because of the campaigns and programs that we carry out as a SACC, as a SACP in memory as well of our former leaders, uh, Krisani, Joe Slovo, Moses Mapita, Moses Kotan, and many others. Second biggest how, uh, membership of? We have uh, now surpassed over 240,000 uh, audited membership. Um, this is huge uh, for the Communist Party. In fact, there are huge debates in the Communist Party whether we should continue to grow this membership uh, without gatekeeping um, and whether perhaps there should be a parallel process of both uh, developing quality and quantity at the same time. Because we go to informal settlements, for instance, to talk to our people, to attend to their problems, and all of them want to join the Communist Party. We say, no, it's not possible. You must go through a, a, a select process. Sometimes they don't understand that. Um, we were in Pumalanga recently, for instance. A whole full of people tell our national chairman, uh, Comrade Zogwan, that, look, if anything... We are facing with major problems here. But please, allow us to change the Communist Party. These are old people who are mobilized by the Communist Party there, which is actually mobilizing them to plant food uh, for the poor, to organize uh, assistance for the elderly and so forth. And they are stuck by this kind of example, and they want to participate. And our comrades uh, talk about ideology and so forth. So we are trying to find a mechanism where... An ordinary old lady who believes in our cause or in the action of our of our ideology can actually participate in the Communist Party without the requirement of her articulating 
the sophisticated element of the communist ideology so that she can just know that to get food, to get housing, to get uh, water and, 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 and electricity and other basic services, it's all about communism. Given the character and the leadership qualities of a Joe Slovo, what do you think he'd be unhappy about regarding the Communist Party right now? Well, I think um, Slovo will want us to talk more about uh, corruption. But we have done our bit. We launched a campaign against corruption. But I think that he'll want us to talk much more and confront um, some elements uh, that are beginning to... Uh, poison our body politic, uh, for instance, the perception of uh, the influence of uh, the Guptas in our revolution, in our government, in the ANC. It's something that I think uh, Slovo will want us to talk much about, some, something like that. And of course, we in the party leadership have been uh, talking clearly about this particular matter that we believe that... Um, our revolution had many Slovos, many Mandelas, many Tambos, many Kotanis, mm. many Hanis, uh, but we never had uh, the Guptas. Uh, our revolution had those kind of families, but they never wanted to claim control and direction of our movement as the Guptas are trying to do. So I think uh, he'll want us to, to be much more specific and clear about this particular question, which I think that Why as a leadership you? we have been. You no, know, we've been we've been doing that. Obviously, the issue is that, um, for instance, I know we have addressed this uh, in different public uh, platforms, but because we are not uh, we are not uh, attractive to the media, so we are not followed to be covered on this kind of things and so forth. But we've been clear, even in our alliance structures, we've been very very clear that. Uh, as much as the Mandela family or the Tambo family never wanted to control the ANC, will not allow the Guptas to control the ANC or our revolution. Whether this is per- perceived or real, it's something that will continue to fight so that our revolution is controlled by its members and the people of South Africa. Well, in politics, perceptions are all powerful. But, but let's hear from some of our listeners. 0891-104-208, remembering Joe Slovo as we mark the 21st anniversary of his death. Speaking to the second Deputy General Secretary of the SACP, Mr. Soli Mapaila. Ian in Johannesburg, good morning. Hello. Hi, Ian. Uh, hi, uh, I'm the spokesperson for the Umbrella to Human Rights Association. We're the organization which is taking the banks to court for 60 billion. Ian, um, we'll come back to you. That line, not great. So we'll try and get you on a better line and come back to your call. Let's go to Durban now. Uh, Pinengkosi, good morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina. And good morning to Soli Mapaile. Good morning, good morning. Yeah, no, uh, I remember we used to sing the song. Hiya you slovo no tamba makerila. Hiya you slovo no tamba. You know those days uh, we used to celebrate, uh, and um, at the time uh, where we lived in was very horrible. And the leadership we had those those days were the type of leadership that is is um, people send that type of uh, leadership. But now we don't seem to have that that kind of leadership that emulates the likes of Comrade uh, uh, Slovo. Mm-hmm. Now, the question which I wanted to ask, because most of the questions uh, uh, Sakina uh, have, have asked, now I wanted to check, because in South Africa we are living in a capitalist country. How would 
joining uh, SACP help a, a, a layman in the in the street, you know, because uh, we are obviously living in a, a capitalist country. How does how, how is the relevance of the SACP in this current dispensation? Thank you very much. Thank you so much uh, for that question, uh, Pinenkosi in Durban. Let's go to Pretoria. Uh, let's go to Ian. See Ian's back. Ian, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I think we can hear each other better now. Um, my, I am the spokesperson for Longuelo Leto Human Rights Association. We're the organization which is taking the banks, the four major banks, to court on a, uh, on a class action for the chewing of 60 billion rand because of housing fraud which is being centered around the banks. This is a very big issue because people being evicted all the time illegally by these consortiums of which the banks are central. Now, what I want to say is the one organization which has consistently given us support is the South African Communist Party. The, um, the South African Communist Party has been very clear about a number of issues. Firstly, uh, I want to clear up one issue that sometimes even the ANC itself says that it's the ruling party. This is actually not correct. It's the governing party. The, the mm. Communist Party has been very clear on that issue. It's the, it's the governing party, not the ruling party. What is in fact ruling is capitalism, especially through the banks and through the courts. We have an unreformed court system, which is not accessible to the majority of the people, including the constitutional court, but it's the Communist Party which is clear about this and which has been backing us on uh, on the question of evictions. And while we're talking about Joe Slovo, I don't know if people realize, but the seven buildings bought by Joe Slovo uh, in the early days of South African freedom, the seven buildings and other buildings bought in Newtown have been hijacked. We're fighting on that, and the Communist Party is backing us on that. So I, I think we must understand that the Communist Party, right from the beginning, is the Communist Party which was the first party to call for a black republic, not the ANC. It was the Communist Party. And I remember Joe Slover, I was in London when Joe Slover talked about that thing. So this thing that the Communist Party... Uh, is soft, what, what, I think is, is, is pure nonsense. It's the Communist Party which is leading the working class. The working class has recognized that because the Communist Party is growing. But okay. We're very happy that, uh, that the Communist Party is backing us on this fight to secure housing for, for the working class. That's all I want to say. Thank you so much, Ian. Anonymous and Ermelo, good morning. Uh, good morning, ma'am. Welcome. Make your point. Yes. Sakina, um, uh, I, I, I just, I'm a little bit confused with the general idea. He says, Joseph uh, wouldn't let Gupta take over ANC. Why Nelson Mandela was working for Adisat? Uh, I really want him to clarify on that one. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Anonymous. Uh, Justice Pizzo in uh, Pretoria. Good morning. Thank you, Sakina. Minashur. I'm happy that we. We are celebrating the life of one of the greatest thinkers of uh, in human history, the Slovo. Mm. And I think his immense contribution to the development of humanitarian sphere will, will forever be appreciated. 
Indeed. What, what the youth of the country should appreciate and treasure is that Josh Lowood taught us that the Communist Party is the only political party of the working class. There is no party that is there throughout the world. That is why we have only one Communist Party. We've got the Communist Party of China, the Communist Party of Cuba, in South Africa and so forth. Therefore, our youth must be able to refuse opportunism like the EFF, like the United Front and so forth because there is no any other formation or political movement that can lead society to socialism without the Communist Party. Okay. Thank you so much uh, for that contribution, Justice Pizzo in uh, Pretoria. Kaya Juren Hofmeyer, good morning. Morning, Sister Kina. Thanks for taking my call and greetings to Comrade Mapaile. Greetings. Uh, I, I just want to concur with what Comrade Mapaile was saying about Um Joslovo. Um Joslovo represented the poorest of the poor, poor in South Africa. The RTP housing project was one of his major programs which he ran as a leader of the ANC and the Communist Party. He also participated in CODESA. He never brought in sunset clauses. He engaged and contributed towards the drafting of the Constitution of South Africa. Secondly, we celebrated that because he was a white person representing black majority. Lastly, I just want to say that people must stop this obsession about SACP being of plate demand and Mapaile. The SACP belongs to all communists. And we as communists, we are happy with how things are happening in the Communist Party. That Communist Party is not a private Communist Party. It's a Communist Party of communists. There are heads there, there are discussions there. Mapaile and Zimande are part of the collective. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Uh, Kaya, Sidigo in Pretoria, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Good and you? Uh, I got a question to Comrade Soli. Comrade Soli, if, if Lobo was still around, how was he going to respond to the questions that are coming from some demagogues who are saying the Communist Party should contest the state power? Those, those utterances are coming internally and externally from the, uh, the organization. How was he going to respond to them? Thank All right. So Thank you, Sadiko. So there's a lot to actually get into there. Let me just throw a few more into the mix there. Comrade Vooks and PE says, I remember him by coming up with the low-cost housing for black people. That's Joe Slovo. And these houses are worse than the ones of the oppressors. Eddie in Woodendalsra says, Comrade Joe will be remembered as one of us. Sparrow and others need to learn from this leader as his memory still lives in us. I'm disappointed by current leadership of the SAC who support and defend uh, things that Comrade Joe would not. Uh, let me uh, be a mirror as they go and commemorate. Uh, let it be a mirror as they go and commemorate and beat themselves with a question. Why can't we be like Comrade Joe? Uh, Mashifane says, Slovo stood for liberation of the black masses. Long live the undying spirit of jo- uh, Joe Slovo. Emmanuel Chuene says, um, he was part of the alliance of non-racialism and equal opportunities, which he long, uh, which had lo- which have long been neglected by the current alliance. Cal says it's sad. Um, all our heroes die, leaving no one to carry the torch further. Hence, we still have uh, labor brokers. And uh, Sebenzani says, why are these? Um, 
renowned stalwarts and great heroes not uh, sung by their respective political parties and uh, Patrick uh, Mutlane says um, SACP is dead and it just wants positions in government that's all I think it must come to Avalon today and uh, to see a living SACP where we're commemorating uh, Comrade Joe Slovo but some of the questions are obviously I mean uh, the question, well, firstly, let me agree with uh, Ian. I think they're doing a great job with uh, Ken Sibia on Ilungalele to uh, Human Rights Association uh, on the class action against the banks. Uh, this program, the SACP, fully support it. In fact, uh, our comrades have joined them in their fight against uh, evictions in the inner city, uh, in Johannesburg, in Tswane, and uh, in other parts of the country, in Durban, and so forth. And for them to uh, ultimately come with an institution to take on the banks is something uh, uh, commendable. I think uh, there were questions about why people can should join the Communist Party. One is simply that you join the Communist Party to serve the people and to struggle for socialism. That is the situation where workers have a total control of their lives, of the workplace that they work in. They control the means of production. They don't necessarily work for some capitalists. They work for themselves. And, of course, they pay uh, to society as a whole so that uh, there's balance between workers working in different uh, uh, sectors of the, of, the, of the economy. But obviously you also uh, join the Communist Party to create local power where you live because the Communist Party is about uh, mass mobilization in the locality so that the people themselves can drive uh, their own development. I think with regard to the question about the party and state power, this has been a, an ongoing debate inside the, the SACP, inside the African National Congress as well, because we participate in power through the alliance uh, in order to consolidate our revolution. But the debate is open in the SACP about possibilities for areas where, if possible, the SACP should uh, go it alone. But at the moment, in, the, in terms of our decisions, we participate in the coming elections through the African National Congress. Um, we want to consolidate uh, that space. This is what uh, Joe Slovo fought for. We think uh, through the National Democratic Revolution, uh, headed by the alliance, it um, remains a direct route towards socialism. So this current phase, we want to unite the revolutionary forces uh, led by the alliance to consolidate political power in order to transform the lives of our people. And we think this will be in a good memory of Comrade Joe Slovo. Well, unfortunately, we don't have time for anything further, but it is an election year, and I'm sure we'll speak to you more as we approach those elections. Mr. Solimapaila, thank you so much for coming through this morning. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks to you for your participation um, and very interesting questions. As I say, we'll make time. It's an election year. We'll speak more and we'll try and get answers to those questions. Thanks to the production team, and we'll be back with you tomorrow morning. Right now, it's time for news with Sikona Miso.